0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
1: Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? it is time for real answers a transformational hour with dr kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally dare to go deep change yourself change the world
0: This is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers, and today we're going to be talking about how you can achieve exactly what you want in life. So what are some of the mysterious components that go into creating more of what it is that you truly want? And it is all too easy. I know this from my own life. I know this from talking to clients to go through either large or small chunks of life, not really knowing um, what it is that we want. I mean, from really early on, we can learn to either prioritize the wants and needs of other people um or uh f- um, believe that there is a certain way that we're supposed to be going about getting our needs met or living our life like and and so these assumptions leave us um you know maybe in varying degrees of not knowing what we want or feeling like we can't have it and uh, and then a long time can go by sometimes. And uh, even if it's just weeks or months, but sometimes it's years. And then we haven't maybe truly stepped into our own lives. And this is what I help people with on a very frequent basis. How do you create more of the life that you truly want? Um, what is it that helps you find your way to what is meaningful and in one way or another, um, the things that I talk about often point us in that direction. Right, they're pointing in that direction of what makes life meaningful, what gives us that sense of deep fulfillment and satisfaction. Um, and you know, it, the question is: is like, where do we look? To find what it is that we truly want. How do we find, how do we learn um, the the skill of connecting uh, to what our core, what we truly want, what is really right for us? when so often, We've been sort of looking around um, to external measures, other people, uh, you know, whether we have material uh, success, whether uh, other people are happy around us, we have certain types of things um, that can can so easily, even if you've been on the path of personal development for a long time, it's easy to get caught up in those things. So, you know, there there are some three foundations that I'd like to talk about. Uh, that I think will be really helpful in in kind of unlocking this creation of more of what you want. And those are uh, permission, space, and desire. Okay? So permission is about honoring yourself and giving yourself complete permission to embrace who you are, right? So honoring yourself and accepting yourself completely and totally. Space, is about um, respecting the process that you're inside of, giving yourself uh, what you need to do the work that you're doing. So the space is recognizing that you're in an unfolding process. You're in a growth process. And that is going to happen right at the speed that it is um it's perfect for you to learn everything that you need to learn. And a lot of times people will get on their own case, like, oh, I should be here. I should have figured this out. I should have this other thing. And and really um, that blocks them from then being able to truly move into the growth and change. And then desire. So pay attention to what it is that you truly desire. Um, what you're drawn to holds the key to who you are and how to live a deeply fulfilling life, right? So pay attention to your true desires. And um, so in, in each one of these three things, this is kind of like, how can you hold yourself in the process of transformation? How can you approach your life on a regular basis so that you are really seeing the kind of results that you want. And very often when, when we're stuck and we're not seeing that kind of progress, what's happening is is we're not giving ourselves one of these things, right? So we've told ourselves, oh, wait a second, I can't really do it that way. I can't, um, you know, I, I can't, I shouldn't be like that or that's too, right? You're like, that's too something, right? Uh, it's too needy. It's too demanding. It's too powerful. It's too weak. It's, you know, it's like, it's too, it's too, it's too. There's so many different ways that we can sort of tell ourselves that um, who we are is, you know, not quite right in some way. Um, and and because of that fundamental belief that there's something off about the way that we are, we often go looking in the wrong places. So we go looking in the wrong places for um, for what it is that um, we really need to be um, happy um, because our foundation is off. At our foundation, we believe that it can't be right for who we are. And therefore, um, the questions that we ask and the solutions that we come up with are also going to be a little off from what it is that we truly need. Um, and with space, as I was saying before, is that uh, we we get um, frustrated or angry at the process. Right. So the process itself, uh, you know, we we find something wrong with that. Like I said, I um, I should be further along than this. Why is it taking so long? I thought I would be done with it now, but now I find that I just got started with my whatever I'm inside of. Right? Um, I should be past this emotion. I shouldn't think like that anymore. These are all the, these are the kind of things that people say over and over again as I'm working with them. And, and when we're in that way of thinking, we're not able to do the work that's necessary to move ourselves along in the process. Right? Well, the reason we're not able to do the work is because we're, we're busy spending our focus and our energy on other places. Uh, in other um on, on this like we're we're worrying about the process instead of doing what is necessary to facilitate the process. So we're questioning how things are unfolding rather than doing what is necessary to truly move them along. Right? So so we get stuck. And then um desire Uh, desire is about paying attention to what it is that, uh, that we're feeling, what we're drawn to. And if we haven't given ourselves permission or we haven't given ourselves space, it's virtually impossible to get in touch with our true desires. We're going to override them with something else, or, um, we're going to come up with reasons why we can't have them but more than anything else are we paying attention are we even listening to what it is that's most deeply important to us what it is or what it is that we're truly drawn to so uh, if we don't listen we're not going to hear If we don't pay attention, we're not going to become more aware of what those true desires are. Um, And if we're not listening and we're not paying attention to the desires, then it's virtually impossible to see them come through our life. Right? We remain oblivious. So a lot of times when people start their personal development work and they start focusing on their life, they see all these things that are wrong with their life, wrong with them, wrong with their life. They see painful emotions. They see so many things that are hard to see. And, um, and that can be very difficult and that can stop some people in their tracks. Um, but it's that paying attention. Uh, that ultimately is uh, a major key in unlocking getting more of what we want. So we learn to shift our attention, right? First, we learn to become conscious of what we're paying attention to. Then as we become more conscious of what we're paying attention to and we recognize that it's actually a lot of pain and suffering and things like that. And, and then we recognize that we can actually shift what it is that we're paying attention to. And as we do, we get more and more reinforcement for what is positive in our life, what we're trying to create in our life. So, uh, I mean, it's important to know that when, uh, shifting your focus, Does not mean that, um, you're going to make very difficult things, uh, positive things. That's not necessarily what it means. Um, but the way you pay attention to the challenges that come up in your life and the way that you process those challenges, that, um, is, uh, that changes. That becomes uh, more constructively, it's one of my favorite words recently, becomes more constructively focused. You're actively creating and constructing more of what it is that you want. So by attending to these pieces, Permission, Space, and Desire, we can then facilitate the process. Each one of these sort of points to areas where we get stuck or can get stuck. And and by attending to them, we can become more aware of where it is that we got stuck and move into uh, switching that. Move into a change in that area. If you're not giving permission to yourself, you can give permission to yourself, right? If you're not giving space to the process, you can do things that help you give space to the process, right? So just by becoming aware, oh, wait a second, I, I, I sort of stopped my growth. I stopped my ability to get what I want because of this, um, this area. You can make an adjustment on the process that winds up making it that much more effective. So, um, you know, what I want to do for the course of this show today is to dig into these terms a little bit, uh, a little bit more deeply and to find out, um, and to talk about what they mean and, um, how it is that we can, um, really help. Um, bring them out, help develop them, help use them in our life to get more of the kind of effects that we want to get. Um, and so before doing that, I'd just like to say a little bit about um, one of my programs that's coming up, um, and it is uh, my Life Work Community Program. And specifically what the LifeWork Community Program is, is it's an opportunity to, you know, work on this, these types of skills. So we work on, you know, say something around how to love yourself more deeply, how to create a more meaningful life. But of course, you're learning also, how do I help facilitate myself through the process, so that I can really get the most out of and start getting the most satisfaction out of my personal development work. So while the nuances and skills that are necessary in order to create that kind of ideal and optimal life is exactly what we're covering and we're practicing and we're fine tuning as we move through the program. So I highly recommend you're checking that out uh, it's going to get started soon enough here. It's a great time to gather more information, reach out, um, and and have a conversation about it. And you can do this by going to uh, katesigner.com. So katesigner.com. And you can do a number of different things. You can poke around there and find out more information, but you can also uh, uh, fill out the contact form. Uh, Let us know what it is that you're interested in, and we'll reach out to you and find the best way of following up. So you can do that at my website um, for the LifeWork Community Program. Uh, And uh, let's see here. So just a couple more notes before we go to the commercial break. We've been talking about uh, permissions, space, and desire. So permissions, space, and desire as three practices that included into your daily life are going to help you open up to what it is that you truly want, help you really get the kind of results that you can get, want to get, um, as you move forward. So we're going to break each one of those down as soon as we come back from this commercial break.
1: an educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com.
0: Hello, welcome to Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Seiner, and we have been talking about three things that you can add into your personal development work that will keep you on track. Uh, permission, space, and desire. So permission, space, and desire. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into permission and um, how that shows up for us, and um, and um how how we can build it out how can we can understand it more how we work with it more um what is permission all about so permission to ourselves is found in each and every moment right it's it's every time that we say yes to ourselves and say yes to our process it is permission Provides us with a really deep honoring of who we are and what we need. The permission is that fundamental acceptance. And it's not a one-time thing. Right? You know, we don't just say, oh yeah, I have complete and total permission to be myself and then move on with our lives and, and that's that. Typically, more often, it's something that people experience in, uh, in degrees. Um, or that they wind up doing with themselves on a regular and consistent basis. So it beca- it has been for most people the majority of their life or a very large part of their life is, uh, is not, um, they're not acknowledged. They're not accepted. They're, uh, told to be something other than what they intrinsically are. Right. Well, there's a million different well-meaning and not so well-meaning reasons that this happens to people. And this becomes internalized. And then in being internalized, it is a way that we live out our own inner life by not acknowledging, by not giving permission to ourselves. By devaluing what we need and what we're all about. And um, because of this, um, we we find ourselves living sometimes inside of a lot of rules—rules rules of what we can do and rules of what we can't do. And sometimes these rules are really big obstacles to our happiness. Sometimes they exist, and we we barely notice them. We bump into them every once in a while. Sometimes, maybe even never. But a lot of times there are a few of the ways, um, or sometimes many ways, that we set ourselves up and say that, you know, I can do this, I can't do that, I should be this, I shouldn't be that, and that the way that we're looking at things, the way that we're experiencing it is a really huge obstacle to our happiness. Um, and that is what giving permission to ourselves starts to counteract, right? So it, it, it's like, it happens at degrees. At first, it might be, um, just allowing, um, allowing ourselves to take, make a certain action to do something. Like I didn't give myself permission before to take a nap in the afternoon because that's what lazy people did. See how I constructed a rule and a judgment there. Um, and maybe so I allow myself, I give myself permission to do that. That's just one thing. But if you haven't given permission to yourself in that way before, that one thing winds up being really huge. It, it, it like lights you up. It's like, wow, that was a big step. It seems, it seems really important and significant. And it is really important and significant because it is a foundational step. So sometimes it happens like that. You give yourself permission to do these specific things where prior to that you hadn't. And that starts to loosen the hold. It's like loosening up the strings in the knot a little bit. As we start to gain a bit more access and a bit more freedom in the way that we're, we're acting. Um, and then after that, after maybe taking a small action and learning from that and feeling like, wow, that felt really good. We start to become perhaps a little bit more adventurous and look for other ways that we can give ourselves permission and and sometimes it can look like a way of being uh in the world um, um an example from from my own life uh that was like this is that i used to um, i talk about it a lot that i'm like really not a very good speller at all um, i haven't uh spent time developing that particular skill um, and it's not a natural one for me And, uh, you know, so for a a really long time, I was in conflict about whether it was okay for that to be a part of who I am. And, um, when I was confronted about that, you know, and I was given the rules from outside, which is really a reflection of my rules inside. But when I was like, given a rules from outside, like you can't be like that, being like that is either sloppy or stupid or inconsiderate or whatever. There are all these labels that that were put on it. You can't be that way. And, you know, there was a, a kind of a, a second part of that rule. You can't be that way and... Be successful and be professional and be taken seriously. Right? See how that became a rule then where so I, in 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 a way, negated myself. It's not okay for me to be like this. And being like this is going to mean that I'm not as whatever, professional, successful, you name it. So that's a major obstacle because now we have something that I do on a regular consistent basis. Um, and that is, uh, you know, much in my perspective, much less important than some other things to work on and is, uh, is, um, it, it basically invalidates me the way that you are is not Okay. The way that you are is not going to be acceptable with what it is. It's not, it's not in alignment with or it's not okay with what it is that you want to do. And so then a, a turnaround came with that. When I started to give myself permission that, and when I started to say, actually, no, I don't live by those rules. Who I am is completely and totally acceptable. Um, and in the grand scheme of, you know, skills and abilities that are, are out there, then, um, this one is not one that I believe stands in the way of my getting what I want and having what I want. Um, and, um, be, because of that, um, uh, as I started to give myself more permission, then what I was able to do is start to drop the rules that I had accepted from other people. And I was able to just more comfortably be myself. Okay? So that's one example of where giving yourself permission and to just be the way that you are Can help facilitate your being happier. Well, why? Because now I'm not living in conflict all the time. I'm not feeling a constant sense of inner conflict. When I receive a criticism about, uh, you know, this part of me, it isn't creating, um, like a breakdown overall in my life and my ability to pursue happiness, fulfillment and meaning so that is not a uh you know a life or death issue um, and sometimes the things that we need to give ourselves permission around feel like the stakes are, are really really high um, however when we give ourselves to be permission and and i want to clarify here that giving yourself permission to be the way that you are right now does not necessarily mean that you are giving yourself, like you're not ever gonna change. You still have a full opportunity, you still can still change, but you are starting with a premise of acceptance of yourself. Same thing, if you have a, a negative habit that's been getting in your way in, in life, you can fight against it. You can be upset with yourself for having it. You can do all sorts of things besides accept that quality inside yourself. And um, and when that happens, uh then we usually wind up getting stuck in some way. Okay? So um When w- no matter how we do it, so no matter how we we go about not giving permission to ourselves, um, we uh, we're sending this message that who I am is not okay. I don't value me. whether it's a, a behavior or whether it's a core trait. And of course, if it's a core trait, it's like the impact is likely going to be stronger. But it doesn't matter. It's basically saying, I don't value you. And I like looking at it in these terms. When you act that way towards yourself, it's like trying, it's like your deeper self and you are having a conversation. And and one part, like your deeper self is here saying, hey, look, you know, this is who I am right? And the other part of you is like distracted and basically you're listening to some music, looking in a different direction, doing something like that. And eventually, like if you've ever been in that kind of situation in your everyday life where you're trying to communicate something to someone, you really want them to, to hear you and they're not listening. They're distracted by something else. Chances are eventually you gave up. You might've gotten angry and then given up, You know, you might have just given up after a short time or a long time, but chances are eventually you stopped trying to communicate. And the same thing happens when we stop giving permission to ourself. It's like who we are and what makes us vibrant and unique and gives us all our interesting quirks and qualities, sort of, it's almost like it gives up. And we become, you know, the rules and the order and what it is that we're supposed to be rather than that really kind of, uh, beautiful and complex, uh, creature that we are. Right? So conversely, right? If, if we take a step, where, for example, we join a program or start a hobby or just start communicating things about who we are—that um, those are acts of permission. And when we give ourselves those acts of permission, we we start to uh, feel the benefit. Uh, of being accepted, of being seen, of being acknowledged by the person we most want that from i spent spend just a second on that because, you know, it's very easy uh, once again in life to think about, I, you know, I want acceptance from my partner or I wanted acceptance from my parents or I, you know, want acceptance from someone else. That's where I really need. If I had that, I would feel better about myself. But in truth, the person that we most need the acceptance from is ourselves. And these other people are really just pointing us in the direction of that. They're helping us see how it is that we might be uh, more supportive of ourselves. You know, and so when we're seeking acceptance from someone else, it's really good to remember that actually that person's just a stand-in for a deeper sense of acceptance um, and permission to be ourselves from ourselves. Okay. So that is uh, kind of creating that sense of permission, really letting yourself be yourself. And like I said, that comes with the ability to change. That comes with the ability to change. So it doesn't mean that that is an excuse just to stay some way that you truly are not so happy with anymore. But rather than totally accepting who you are, both at the deep level and in some of the more superficial levels, you free yourself up to be able to make the types of changes and adjustments you want to make on your own terms. Okay. So the next one that we're going to talk about here, it will be, um, space, right? So how do we create the type of space that we want to create in our life or how is it that we create the space to both focus on and give the time necessary to uh, unfold, have our process unfold, right? So things that we need the right space around, right? We need a r- space to put ourselves into new situations, Right? We need the space to not know when we're in a new situation and to explore. And we also need the space to feel more deeply into ourselves. Those are just some of them. There's all types of, of, of ways that we can create space. And by that, I mean um, allowing uh, the opportunities, allowing uh, new things to happen giving like it's like it's like opening up and and allowing for uh, this um you know whatever it is that's happening whatever process you're inside of to you know to be able to happen so most people do not live with a sense of space in their life and so sometimes it's easier to recognize that um, recognize what an absence of space feels like rather than than know what space truly feels like. Because a lot of people live with um, really a ton of pressures. They have pressures from work and family and friends. They have way too many obligations. Um, they live by the, all those rules that they've imposed upon themselves. They have a sense of this is, it's okay to be this way and it's not okay to be that way. Um, there's a lot of agendas. There's a lot of, uh, you know, like a, a real uh, pressure right, to be something or do something, and even if they've said, like, okay, I'm going to give myself, I'm going to give myself a little time, I'm going to start to, you know, go and see someone and work on myself, and then, you know, uh, three sessions in, or three months in, or whatever it is, wherever that breaking point is, all of a sudden there's this, like, why am I not where I want to be, how come I'm still here? Or even sometimes, how come I feel like I'm going backwards, you know? And this is where um, we need to start to open up this sense of space. That wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. And the faster that that is seen and accepted uh the faster that you will truly be able to move on. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about space um, and then desire when we come back and uh, so we're going to go quickly to a commercial break and then I will be back in just a couple of minutes.
1: Change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how. Dr. Kate Seiner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. That support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers, and we have been talking about three fundamental parts of creating more of what you want in your life. Um, Anna is permission, space, and desire. These are really the things that help you with the process um so this helps you get more of what you want as you move through the process and uh it's it, one of the things that we get challenged with right is sometimes um our, our head gets full of like a lot of information but we don't necessarily um get at um okay. We're not engaged in the process in the way that is most effective. And so I, I try to teach this as much as possible, the how-to's, how do we really do this, um, rather than um, uh, talk talking through it or even just facilitating a person through it. I believe that there's such a value in knowing how to facilitate ourselves through personal development process. Because that is where we can start to um, really um, embrace our our journey and get some some pretty fabulous results. Alrighty, so we're talking about space before the break. And when I was talking about that, I was saying that, um, more often we know what it's like not to have space rather than what it does to have space. I had someone ask me an an expression that, um, I use that, uh, I know gets used in personal development a lot is the term holding space. And I had someone say, what does that even mean? Um, and I think it's such a great thing uh, to uh, have a little bit of a conversation about because it's the same way, the same way that we would hold space for another person is a, it's there's similarities between that and how we create space for ourselves. So when you're holding space for another, an, another uh, person, you're in a place of acceptance. You're in a place of, like the Rogerian term of positive regard. And you're non-reactive. That means that you, you don't need to respond, fix, or come up with any kind of solution for the person that you're listening to. All you need to do is be there to be fully open and receive them in the truth of who they are. And this makes a profound difference for people. If they haven't had that experience of someone holding space for them before, it can bring them into very, very deep emotions because there's such a need to have that. So for ourselves, creating space is is about uh, opening up, right? There's that acceptance there. There's that opening, there's allowing for whatever is there to be there, to not need to fix it or change it in any way. But to just be present to it. And when we do that in our life, when instead of being like, I should have taken care of this by now, how can I be this old or in this situation or whatever and not have this taken care of instead of staying in that place, we move into that acceptance, that allowance, that presence. So that um, we can, be move through the process in the way that is truly right for us to move through it. And so it could be called slowing down to speed up. Um, and uh, you know, many times people finally create the space that they need in their life um, after some kind of a crisis So, you know, they have a health crisis, they have a relationship crisis, they have a career crisis, crisis. and then finally they join a program, they take a trip, or they just give themselves some quiet time at home, and, and they start asking the question, what will truly make me happy, what will really help here? So they clear this big space in their life where maybe they've just been churning and churning on one thing after another. And it's in this space that they can start to hear what it is that will truly make them happy. And just the same, that's like a a macro version of it, but a smaller version of it is when somebody is there, say they're, um, you know, they're trying to change a behavior or they want to have a different outlook or something and they're approaching it out time and time again, they're still on their own case about how it hasn't shifted, how it hasn't shifted. And then they give themselves permission, space, allowance, presence to be with what is. And that's where what truly will make them happy, what will truly take them to the next step, the aha comes in. So this this space is incredibly important to learn to work with. Without it, the easiest way to say it is there is not room for something new to happen. There needs to be room for something new to happen. And in that space, like I was saying, that's where we have a chance. That's where we have an opportunity to hear what will truly make us happy. That's also where we find our happiness. So it happens right in that moment. However, um, it's also access to sort of what will create more happiness throughout our life. And this is it. This is where, you know, um, our desire starts to show through. And our desire shows through as what our longings are, what we're drawn to. And um, and it, it is a matter of honoring and respecting these desires. You see how you couldn't get there if you hadn't given yourself, you hadn't had some per, um, practice with permission, even this, this is kind of a circuit. Um, but, you know, if there isn't some degree of permission for who you are, when you hear your desires, you might diminish them. When you feel a longing to, to go in a certain direction, you might not acknowledge it. So the permission is important to really being able to uh, acknowledge and move forward with our desires, just like the space is really important in order to be able to open up to and feel what our desires are. And our desire, it's very interesting, people have conflicting feelings about desire, but our desire shows us the way to our own heart. Um, And very often people come to some kind of belief that their desire, what they truly want got in the way, we have some kind of wounding there, that we haven't gotten, that this desire got in the way of something of, of like of really truly being able to be happy if I didn't want that then I would be truly happy or if I wasn't like that then I would be truly happy but our desire is showing us the way to things that need to be realized or released in order to be truly happy right so our desire isn't always isn't like when you have a desire to like some people will say oh my gosh I had the you know the the biggest drive, such an intense drive to move in the direction of my, uh, of a desire. Like I, I, you know, left it all behind. I got rid of everything that I owned and I, you know, packed up a suitcase and I left for South America. Right. And then, um, my whole life fell apart. It was horrible. You know? And, and then there's this whole, um, list of reasons like, oh, I'm not going to follow my desire anymore because my desire just got me in a bunch of trouble. How can I trust it? Well, the thing is, is our desire is not necessarily bringing us to salvation. It isn't going to necessarily bring us to a place where everything is perfect. Our desire is bringing us in the direction of what we need to realize or release in order to be truly happy. So sometimes it does. Our desire leads us to amazing happiness and wow, I can't believe that that whole thing opened up because I trusted my desire. That can be true and sometimes it brings us up against a wall of some kind, some kind of a challenge or something that needs to be released so that we can have what we truly desire. See how that is? Sometimes as we move in the direction of our desire, we actually hit a wall that is something that needs to be released so that we can have what we truly desire. And sometimes that's the same desire that we set out with and sometimes that becomes changed as, as that, you know, whatever needs to be released gets released and that's the you know the curiosity and the interest in the of 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 life is that we get to you know have this experience that is in some ways mysterious to us we don't always know what it is that's up against we're up against or what's up around the next co- a corner or what it is that's unfolding we live in a, I know, but I don't know place. So um, allowing that, allowing our desire to show us what needs to be realized or released in order to be happy. So our desire leads us in the direction that we need to know and go. Um, it helps us connect with and unfold who we truly are right where you know permission and space are more of um you know static or you know uh allowing uh desire is more active right it's going to bring energy and connectedness and a more dynamic feeling to our life right so we 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 want this right we don't want to just live in a place of uh you know um, complete permission and uh and and presence and those are wonderful wonderful things to have but desire actually puts an active element into it and has us uh creating and moving through our life and it's that, you know, it's that process that helps us create more meaning and fulfillment. And you know, there are some people who have chosen paths of total like acceptance and presence and believe that desire should be taken out of the equation, that the desire is problematic there are whole philosophies dedicated to removing desire um, however i think that it is a very helpful component a very helpful component in in creating a meaningful and fulfilling life it's like we're living the life that we have we're on our the adventure of of uh, of a lifetime we're exploring where it is that we can um, we can go, and we're listening deeply to ourselves as as we move through that process and get to have all of these rich and amazing experiences. So desire has us act and interact with the world. And we can use that information. We can use that information to know ourselves, connect with ourselves. We can use that information to propel us into deeper levels of acceptance and presence. And so then we are continuing that cycle. It's not about desire. Allows it not to be about an end. Like we got there, fine, done. But allows it to be a continuing process of deeper and deeper discovery and development. And if we look out, you know, or in, at the vastness of things. How much, you know, how much we can grow and expand. How much we can learn. As we do that, as as we um, move into our life, As we continue to pursue our desire, we can see how much more we can connect with, how much more is out there, how much more understanding, how much more acceptance, how much more love can we open up to. And that's a truly meaningful and profound path to be on. And it's by working these elements, by working these different parts of uh, permission and space and desire that we're able to connect as deeply as possible to our true self. And we're able to step into the beauty that is a part of our existence So it's truly by working this cycle that we are able to find the deeper levels of meaning and uh, create what it is that we truly want. Really find what it is that we truly want and bring that into our life in the greatest possible way. So I want to thank you for for joining me this week um, and talking about how to achieve what exactly what it is that you want. Um, I look forward to talking with you again next week on Real Answers. And until then and now, have a great week.
1: You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.